All right, Jandra, we got a great one coming up right now. Freddie Rojas Jr. He's a top prospect. He's a welterweight. And Jandra, uh, these are, we love fighters. We love to interview fighters like this. Uh, you go right ahead, take it on over. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. You know, for folks that are, are new to you, what would you say best describes your style? What type of a fighter are you? And what's a fight that you've been in in the past that you feel best shows the skills of the fighter that you are? Uh, you know, my whole life, people always try to compare me because of height and, and, and the weight class, stuff like that with Tommy Hearns now. I don't, I don't think I fight like Tommy Hearns, but... It, that's a huge compliment for me anyways when people say that because uh, he he actually is one of my favorite fighters. Um, I, I'll say I'm more of a boxer, but if there's moments in the fight that I need to fight on the inside, then we'll fight on the inside because we have plans from A to Z, of course. If, if I got to fight on the inside, I'll fight on the inside. It was just always plans. You know? I kind of forgot what was the other question you asked. <laughs> oh, no problem. I was, I was looking through. It's okay. I was looking through your box rec, and I saw that you fought an opponent named Jorge Mendez twice in 2022. Mm -hmm. So it got me to thinking about of your pro, your 11 professional fights. Do you feel like that was the best version of yourself in those fights? Or is there another fight we should look at that you feel best shows the type of fighter that you are? Yeah, so with that dude, Jorge Mendez, it was, I stopped. He didn't come out of the corner the fourth round the first time I fought him. And it was just like a good, I won't say scandal in the back of the dressing room because the guy was going crazy saying that his coach is this, his coach is that. And I'm the type of guy that I'm like, okay, if that's the thing, I'll, I'll give you the rematch. We'll fight again. I don't mind. And exactly the same way, I, he didn't come out of the corner the fourth round. So it's just with me, um, when it comes to situations like that, if, if there's people don't think I want, or even that fighter thinks, oh, you, that you didn't have the best of me. You, you got some, I had an off day. I'm like, okay, we can run it back. It doesn't matter to me. Now for showing the skill case in boxing, I think the last fight was a good prime example. You, you know, I had an, there were so many people, oh man, you're going to lose. That's not your type of fight. You know, this guy puts pressure, this and this and stuff like that. So I'm glad that people got to see a little, a good example that, what fighting on the inside, fighting on the long range, keeping out in the jab. Um, you know, just because I'm a tall fighter doesn't mean I'm going to have a small guy and put pressure and then just cancel me out and it's over for me. No, you know, I've always told people boxing is hit and don't get hit. Now, you know, our lives are at stake at the same point. I'm, I know my job is to entertain, but at some time, it's also to take care of yourself, right? But no, I think my last fight, uh, fighting with Showtime on um, PBC was a... Uh, great example of, of, of the type of fights I'd want to have, maybe be a little bit more busy. Of course, everybody wants to knock out, even wanted to knock out. Well, unfortunately that didn't happen, but, uh, you know, uh, I think that was just a great fight to, to, uh, showcase about one, probably one of my best performances. You just mentioned that, uh, you fought on PBC. Actually, you fought on the Frank Martin card and that was your pro debut here in Las Vegas. And if people don't know who you are, you're a very decorated amateur. You have a bronze medal at the 2017 world championship, your multi-time national championship, 2020 Olympic, um, alternate, oh, excuse me, alternate. Yeah. So it's, you're, you know, you, you kind of know what you're doing, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I would say <laughs> when, you know, I, I, I like to ask 
boxers who have a very decorated amateur pedigree. And when you go into boxing, when you go pro, it's very different. How different do you see that? You know, that's, that's very funny. You're actually the first person to ask me that. The whole time, like as an amateur, well, late amateur, you can say, and it was already almost time to transition to going pro. I was just like, man, I don't know what's wrong with these guys. That To slow down your feet and just, you know, that's that's the easiest thing ever, man. If someone told me to slow down, that'd be easier. But it was actually probably one of the hardest transitions for me ever to do. Um, because in the amateur, I was literally one of them uh, Cuban style, hit and don't get hit, moving around, moving around, moving around. So by the time I trans over, I had a very difficult time. Me, uh, my, my father and Kay, uh, we worked so hard and so much to try to settle my feet down to the point where they are now. We're still working on it on time and stuff like that. But I think um, a lot of what amateurs struggle with is just slowing down taking time, reading the punch, uh, reading the person, reading the fight. It's longer rounds. It's not three, uh, it's not just three rounds. There's, we got to think about, okay, we're working on something uh, on round one. We got to hope, we got to make sure that we have the condition to work with that in round 12 or round 10, or et cetera. Slowing your feet down, that was probably one of the biggest transitions that I, I, I struggled with, but I'm glad I'm getting the, uh, the practices and the hours in of slow, uh, slowing it down and it's, and it's going in there, you know? But that was definitely one of the, things that I was like, oh, no, that's, that's going to be easy. But your joke was on me. That was one of the hardest things. That's good for for fighters that are coming into the pro game, thinking whatever I was doing in amateur, or even if they didn't have an amateur background, they're always looking for a knockout. They don't realize you have to have actual skills or use your skills that you've learned throughout your career. And use uh, you have to be conditioned to hopefully get those to 8 to 10 to 12 rounds. But I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you asking the question. <laughs> your team, you got a, you have a stellar team. Your father, Freddie Rojas Sr., Kay Caroma, uh, and it's Tobler, Kevin Smalls, and Samson Boxing, who you signed with. Congratulations on that. Uh, oh, but thank you so much. How did, you, how did that team come about? Are, and you're training at DLX Boxing? Yeah, so, I mean, I really, we have my own gym in uh, Houston, you know, 0200 Boxing Club. But when I'm here, I have my training camps here in Vegas. Um, it's an IV training over there with True and India likes boxing. So I think, I, plus I, I have an amazing team. Uh, I no longer work with Tobler. I have a new strength coach named Willie. So, uh, so you know, my father. Uh, then I got Kay Karoma. Kevin Smalls is my cut man. And then for my strength coach, I have uh, uh, Coach Willie. And, you know, occasionally my brother being the corner as well as he, uh, for my last uh, uh, my last fight. He wasn't talking, but he was there in the back, you know. Uh, so I was kind of glad he was there. It was a surreal moment for both of us. And a lot of people don't know, like, the whole time I was, like, fangling the of everything. Because, you know, as a kid, I'm seeing, I'm like, hey, I, I, I used to see you on TV. And this is this. So when you get to live that moment and get to interviews and stuff, it was really, like, surreal. So that was really cool. And I'm glad I had it. I was able to do that with my brother too. I want to circle back to what you were saying about the slowing down and making that transition from being an amateur to a pro. What do you think is the biggest kind of factor that makes amateurs fighting that way? That's that fast kind of, uh, is it the way amateur boxing is scored? Is it a style, you know, why Why do you think that is so difficult for amateurs and pros? I think in amateurs, it's just we only got three rounds. So it's just like you're trying to prove yourself, okay, that I, I, I won that round, I, I, I won the fight. So um, how, this, the system sometimes in amateurs, they change every kind of couple of years. 
Um, I remember when I was 13, they had the point system. So whoever, how many punches you threw with, uh, throughout the round, now it's 10-9, 10-9. But even though like that, amateurs, in amateur case, it's just how many, it, whoever seems like they dominated the fight, which now you don't have to land, but as long as you're being busy and touching the shoulders or whatnot, or even the gloves, that's still something that the judges are like, oh, okay. Now, like in the pros, uh, you know, they, they actually have to, they see the person slow down, what touches, what, what body shots going, what head shots come in, which in, in amateurs, they, that's really not what they're looking for. They're just looking for who's more busy or who's pushing who back, who's, um, who, who's dominating the fight, as you can say. But I'd say that was a real big difference because in pros is 12 rounds. I mean, whatever, however how many rounds you're doing, but it's, it's, it's a good long amount of fights, which the times within that fight, it can change, you know? Some, maybe something can work for you real good uh, through one and four, and then six, seven, and eight, it's just, uh, five, six, seven, and eight, it's just you're getting beat up, and then it's like, hold up, what the heck is going on? I was just piecing this dude little by little, and then that happens. So then it's just like it really is a thinking game. You have to keep thinking as the rounds go by because just as much as you're adjusting, the other, your opponent's going to be just in the same way. But, yeah, the amateurs, everything's just boom, 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 boom. Like they told us uh, the head coach, uh, Billy Walsh, when I was in there, he said every three seconds you have to be thrown. There's not – they can't be – those three seconds, but 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 you can't you can't hold back because all they're saying, like I said, is who's being more busy, who's throwing them more punches. So that's what I would say. There's always a lot of discussion that goes around about judging, and we see decisions, and you know, in social media, there's a lot of discourse about bad judging, good judging, etc. And the way judges are currently sat around the ring. If you could put yourself in the judges' shoes, how would you want to watch the fight? Like, would you want to be elevated above the ring, looking down, a monitor? In your mind, what would be the ideal way? as a judge to sit and watch a fight and score it as effective as possible. They should have, I mean, in the pros they do it, sometimes they put the little earmuff things on top of the thing, but maybe if they put like a little shield or something, or maybe some young, some young judges at the same time, I, I do get it. Like, you know, they got the experience, but the same, you know, once you get old, the eyesight start going away a bit, even Tell despite how far you are. So sometimes I think maybe if we throw in a slightly younger, judging panel maybe that will help out because i know or sometimes you know there's a lot of favoritism not just in boxing but in other sports maybe they, i think we really which is hard because you really truly don't know who's being biased uh who's being unbiased you know um someone can have a very favorite fighter and stuff like that and they'd be like ah, squeeze in and give them some couple things but um I, I would just say try to find the most unbiased judges but more like little walls or some earmuffs or something and some of course younger judges to give a better scoring system, you know, when, instead of everybody saying, oh, yeah, judges robbed me for this fight uh, or, or this one. And to be fair, I mean, not it's not just in boxing. It happens in every other sport as well. But I think as in a, as a fighter in a boxing community, I think that would be really great for us, for something for us to fix, you know. You have the pedigree of the Cuban boxer. When we hear Cuban boxers, it's we're expect we fans we expect a soup as a specific style for, from cuban boxers uh but even before that imagine you weren't a boxer you apparently wanted to be a nurse yeah why a nurse yeah. why a nurse of all careers um my mom my mom since 
um, she's she's always been an RN. She worked in clinics and stuff. And I remember she used to work for this guy named Doctor Singh. And she, I mean, you know, my mom didn't have money for to hire babysitters. So I remember being at, out uh, after school and stuff. She will go straight into a work, and we'll sit there and like in the lunchroom. I was probably like five, like between five to fourteen. We would sit there in the yeah. So we'll sit there in the lunchroom, just like chilling. And you know, sometimes we'll help my mom with like uh uh, uh like stickers or paperwork but just being around that whole thing with my mom growing up and stuff like that i uh, i grew for a love for the med- the medical field mm-hmm. and you know everything she te- uh that she knows she'd be teaching me along the way which is good um it was very hard because you know my dad's a chef and my mom's a nursing program so when i went to high school i started off like because uh, i went to uh ecta so i started off in the culinary program uh but then when we moved to uh Fallon, Nevada, which is like 45 minutes away from Reno. That's when I transitioned into the medical field. But, you know, my parents always say we don't, you know, I mean, there's two things in this world that people are going to need food and medicine, right? Um, but no, the medical program, I, that's what I stuck with more, um, even though I have more passion for cooking. But if I can help people or through sporting, through, through my sport, even without the sport, I think that's something good. You know, there's a lot of sick people and a lot of people who need help in this world. So, but I, you know, my mom, she's the main reason why. <laughs> so wait, you can cook. Are you, yes. are you, do you have knife skills? Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, wow. I will hope so. I mean, <laughs> if not, then my, then my chef did a horrible job. Um, no, but I took uh, six years of uh, culinary school. So um, cook, like I said, cooking is a real big passion for me. I've always said, uh, if I wanted to open a restaurant, it wouldn't even be like a Cuban or Mexican. It would be an Italian because I love Italian food. I love pasta. I love pizza. Oh, my gosh. Don't even bring a pizza during training camp because I go crazy. Um, That's but the no, number one pizza fan there. My, you're talking my, to right there. My, my boyfriend is a huge uh-huh. pizza fan. My, when my our son was born, Brooklyn, uh, mm-hmm. his everything was pizza. His onesie when he was born was a pizza. It says, and then his blanket had pizza slice. I, gr- psh, name it. It's pizza. Everything's pizza. Since he's living a good life. To me, that's a good life. Because you know? <laughs> I love, like I say, people don't get it. I love pizza. After every fight, I always had to have pizza. Can you just, make your, uh, can you make your own pizza? Yeah. Well, we always do it sometimes uh, with my parents back at home or if we get invited out because sometimes we get family members like, come on, man. Especially my cousins. Especially my cousins living here in Vegas. They'd be like, come on, you just make us some food, man. I don't mind. But, you know, sometimes in training camp, it's like, I don't, you know, man, come on, man. I can't eat that. But, you know, make it for you. But it, it's, uh, it kind of, I've always tell people, because a lot of people say, especially my parents, like, I don't know how you like cooking like that. Or I won't say parents, my mom. I don't know how you and your dad like cooking like that, man. It's just so stressful sometimes. Like, you got to worry about this, this. I'm like, to be honest, it's probably one of the most stress-free places I feel like, you know, because you be in the zone. I mean, and then, uh. A lot of people always say, uh, oh, how come you're not eating? Oh, no, I did eat. I probably ate like three plates worth of food while like just minching off while you're cooking the whole time. Um, but no, yeah, that cooking in the medical field, that's something real big in my life. You just said your parents, so your father is, uh, your father's Cuban and your mom's Mexican. Yes. You don't, you don't partic- you'd rather eat Italian food. Now, based off Cuban, Mexican, which food do you like better? Oh, and my what's gosh, your favorite that's... dish? That's hard. Um, Answer correctly, because your mom and dad will be watching this interview. <laughs> Whichever way I go, I'm I'm in a hole. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think my my dad knows too. My my dad would say the same thing. You know, um, uh, I I like Mexican food more. That's something you know. 
It's, that's a delicacy. I don't know why. I don't know what it is in that Mexican food that make it taste so good. But for mine will be chile rellenos. Those are probably one of my favorite ones or enchiladas. Those two things, talk about gaining weight. Those will really get, <laughs> help me right there. Um, but those are really good. Those are the two dishes, my wonderful chile rellenos are my favorite, my favorite dishes. Favorite dish, yeah. you can say. Deandra, we're going to have to invite him over for him to cook for us. <laughs> no, I mean, Cynthia's got a, she, she's got I, a pizza oven in her backyard. So, you know, oh. she could get oh, it. See, you know, there's always a discussion about putting weird things on pizza. You know, the whole pineapple on mm -hmm. pizza is like a whole big thing. So as someone who is of Cuban and Mexican descent, who loves Italian food, what can we put on the pizza from those two cultures? Can we put some plantains on the pizza? Like what weird thing would you want to put on a pizza from either of your, your cultures of your family? But that will um, taste you, good, but that will still exactly. be delicious. That's, that's all because I haven't experimented with that yet. Um, I would say for the more Cuban side, I would try to do because personally, sometimes I, I like pineapple on pizza, you know? Me you know, too. It's, I, I do I too. think it's good. Yeah. So I think, I think it's good. So <laughs> I, I kind of like that little sweetness <laughs> in there. But I would probably, for the, for the Cuban side pizza, you could say, I'll probably throw some like a sweet plantains. Um, I don't know about the hard one. I think the mm. sweet plantains will kind of go con contrast with the cheese and with some type of meat, maybe some sausage or, or, well, or some pork. On the on the cheese, wouldn't you use maybe a couple different cheeses, like yeah, instead of definitely. mozzarella? Definitely, yeah. Um, that's what I said. That's what I love about cooking. You can always experiment. You know what I mean? If it's bad, you can be like, oh. what if you make the crust out of the plantains? Ooh. Ooh, that's actually that's actually a smart idea. You know what? When you oh. when you actually create this, you need to cut us. I, you need to cut us in because. This yeah, I'm going to have to tell you guys we, in thing. we are always, we give out a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Giandra and I, we... No, that's a good idea right there. I'm going to have to do that after my fight, actually. You know Chris See, Algieri, the fighter? You know Chris Algieri? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he has a fighter cookbook because he's a, you know, he's I an actual, know like... Oh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, you don't do it necessarily for nutrition, but you could put out a cookbook of pizzas and other things and Giandra and I can write the foreword and we get a, <laughs> a thank you. I'm just letting you know. It, no, it no, will I, happen. that's a good you idea. Should. Because if you have six years under your belt, guys don't even know how to make scrambled eggs. And no, you're over here probably true. making some fi like fancy Parisian <laughs> foo-foo stuff. But uh, I think that's, you know, it's it's another avenue to pursue. I wasn't look. I'm not gonna lie. In the my first year of culinary school, I'm not. I, I wanted to cry so bad. She was so mean. She she was, she. I I, I I always felt like she had something personal towards me. To be honest, um. But I remember for the. I think that's this is what got her mad. I remember we were making um uh, like over medium eggs, right? So you know I had the egg in the pan, but how she wanted us to do it was you know grab the other pan and put it on top and then flip it on that time. And I was real skinny at that time, like real, real little and skinny. I was like 95 pounds, probably like 5'1". So when I had the thing, I had like no strength. And, and it was a, a gas stove, right? So this whole, so when I was in the middle, like going to flip it like this, the egg just slipped right down the middle and went and hit the fire. And she screamed at me probably for the whole rest of the class. She just had me sweeping up. I was just so embarrassed because you see all these girls just making it look so easy. I'm like, you know what, man? I was like, maybe this isn't for me. I, I don't know. 
But no, no, no. After that, it was, you know, everything was fine. I think I got in a good side. You that. didn't have your man strength then. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I kid you not, the egg just went right down the middle. I was just like, come on. And I was the only one that happened that happened to me. And then that class only had two guys. It was just me and the other dude. So, I mean, for us, it was it was, it was a good because we were surrounded by girls all the time. But you can imagine this embarrassment. <laughs> the embarrassment I had. Just, no, but so. that's the best pickup line. I know how to cook. I went to culinary school. Girls be like, really? Oh, that's, I don't know if you have a girlfriend, so I'm just letting you know that. The gym back at the gym is my girlfriend. That's what I always tell people. I know that's right. And see, now with learning how to flip the egg properly, you know, it can help you turn your punches over. No, you see, yeah, exactly. See, that's perfect right there. Perfect. See, See, that's what what was going on at that moment. You know, I was was thinking about boxing. I wasn't thinking about the egg. So, you know, I was just practicing how to throw my punch, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's I mean that's you're very well rounded for someone that's so decorated uh, early on I in their career you. and be able to go into culinary school because I culinary school is not easy by any means um, and then uh, I don't know if, you, if you're watching in your downtime the bear on Hulu it's such a good no, show I haven't seen any. it's about it's 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 watch it's, that it is so good it's so it's good it's called you'll, the bear the bear uh-huh yeah. Okay. I'm- yeah, on Hulu. It's it's a it's a it's a cooking show, and you'll see why. You'll get. Very I've probably seen like every cooking show, like from Gordon Ramsay and stuff, from Kitchen Nightmares, the whole like the whole Hotel Nightmares and stuff. Like, uh, you should be on one stuff. of those cooking shows, like Oscar De <laughs> did it. You know, uh, uh, the Night Kitchen Nightmares or Hell's Kitchen. You should. Hell's be on Kitchen it. is a great one too. It really. I is. want to see. I I used to think about it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you're like, I don't know, man. These guys are a little too good. <laughs> Seeing they get yelled at. But, you know, I've, I've always said this. One probably, if, if if I'm not in there in the Hell's Kitchen, to at least eat there, you know, and watch them get screamed at. But uh, uh, either one. No, but that is so like a big mind, that uh, something in mind that I've, I've been wanting to do since, since I first started culinary school. Who's on your boxing Mount Rushmore now? Of... You've got Cuban descent, you've got Mexican descent, and then you have fighters as a whole. But what does your your Mount Rushmore of greatest fighters look like, like top five? Oh, well, what generation are we talking about? All time, general, all time greats, all time. all time. It can be current, it can be past, but just your all time five faves. I've always said Tommy Hearns is one of the top guys I like there. Um, I like Rick Indiao because his movement, now, I always said if he was a way busier fighter, he'll be really great. Like, I don't think anybody beat him if he just, like, his hands go. But his movement is great, especially at the age. Regan Diao, I love Lada. Julio Cesar Chavez, no, that's not even that's that's not even a question. That dude's amazing. And, of course, Bud. I think Bud's a phenomenal fighter. So, th- those are my five guys right there. In no order, in no <laughs> order, but this is the five. <laughs> Did you watch the fight recent, uh, the other day? Uh, Usyk versus uh, Dubois. No, I did not. I think I was at the gym, and then I was more focused on watching my my guys, from my my stablemates, my teammates like Nico, Shushu, um, uh, Fa, and uh, and Han, the cast dude. So I was kind of more focused on that. So what does the ref tell you where the belt line is, where you're not allowed to hit? Is it below the belly button or the belt line of your shorts? Because we always see you guys, your shorts are riding up and down. So what uh-huh. does the ref tell you? They always tell me uh, anything under the under the belt line is is, uh, is a no-go. So from like from here, 
Well, my belly button here. So from here, roughly my shorts, but from, from, from here down, it's like a no-go. So um, the when Usyk got hit, his belt line was above his belly button from all the pictures. Oh, see, then and then, that's the problem. But it's the problem is that you know they go because up of, yeah, they go up. I I always see ladies and 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 the gentlemen pulling or writing their shorts down. It's because of your cup and whatever uh, else. Like in that case, I don't know because in that case, I don't. You that's still like that part of the cup is still covered and they punches right there. Right? Really aren't too bad. Now it will be a good smart veteran move to be honest it gets a little extra breather and stuff like that because it does look like it's it's there but if 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 the if your trunks are riding all the way up half above your belly button then it's a legal shot really um i did see some memes where they had uh usik's trunks like all the way up here that i was laughing but uh i i wasn't the one that got hit down there so i wouldn't really know yes you could say the same thing kind of would happen with uh fa uh, on Saturday, oh, yeah, um, but he actually did get hit in the ball. I like mean, the guy was time. purposely hitting him in the ball. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I was talking. To, I was actually talking to my coach K uh, this morning. Actually, we we both think the guy was just like he couldn't do anything. So I think he just uh, being a prideful of a man, he didn't want to get knocked out and, and stuff like that. So he was like, you know what? I think I just gotta you know just hit this guy in the balls and hopefully they disqualify me because you know nobody wants to get knocked out. So I, that's what me and K were talking about. Maybe that's what was going on in his head. He want to get knocked out in some crazy way and go home and have everybody like you know talk to him about it. So maybe that's why. I mean, I'm happy for Effie that he got, but Effie was like, I didn't want to win like that. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. A win so. is a win. Okay. What What is F.A. like as a person outside of the ring since you guys are stable mates? We have seen a man walk out the ring. We have seen <laughs> this man purposely low blow him because clearly his opponent didn't get a didn't give a damn about yeah. being disqualified. He just looked like, yeah, I did it and did. And, uh-huh. you know, that was the end of the fight. Is is F.A. like uh, an intimidating kind of guy? Like what kind of a personality is he? You know, when you see him, like I remember the first time I ever met him, when you see him in person, it's oh, man, this guy looks serious. He looks pretty mean. But he's actually probably the like one of the biggest jokesters in, in the gym. And like his English is so broken. Sometimes he's like, what? What? So like just how he talks, his accent, it's just it's funny. Like so like basically whatever he says, he make it funny. But he's really funny. Like he he always joking around with us and and with, uh, with Josh Green and when it's between Josh Green and this guy and FA, I'm telling you they should have their own movie. Like it's the most funniest thing ever. Um, but no, he's a very very humble guy. I mean he's always here in the kitchen because we always stay in the same fight house, and he's always in the kitchen cooking some food. I've always shown. Like after my fight, you gotta make me some fufu and some uh, the s escargot. Yeah, escargot. He makes escargot. Yeah, from scratch. They, I told you. Wow. This whole kitchen is filled with food. Like Fa knows how to cook. Snail. Yeah, like he he knows how to cook and everything. So this dude, he cooks good, man. Like I'd be looking at all every time he's cooking every day. Um, now he's not here. Fortunately, it's just me here because I'm the only one that can fight him. But he's a uh, like a tremendous guy, you know. If you want well, to talk to him, have a good time. I know, right? Talk to him. <laughs> Why don't you two have a cooking show together? Right. <laughs> I'm sure that's a good idea. You got a nice high counter there. Just yeah. put the computer there. Put it on Zoom or yeah, something, yeah. and you guys have a a pizza escargot. Put the put the escargot, <laughs> escargot on the pizza. the pizza. Yes, that's protein. I've never, I've, I've never had escargot, so that would be something. It's very slimy. Uh, 
Yeah, probably new. I don't know. I've never, I've never had it. So I'm so, I want I'm so to, shocked that FA would be cooking that in the kitchen. So random. And it was it you did. It's not like a candlelit dinner. It's like, hey, here's some. Just throw it in my salad. <laughs> yeah, but he he is he, he eats really healthy as well. So I think probably out of all of us in the house, he's he's the one who eats the most like cleanest and stuff like that. But I'm not gonna lie. But he always cooking some good food when I'm in camp, training camp, losing weight. So is it? Sometimes I'd be like, man, I, I wish I was a super heavyweight. And they're like, you don't want that because that will knock you up too. And I was just like, ah, okay, okay. Wait, uh, what is but, he, Nigerian? Yeah, Nigerian. Yeah. Igusi. That's what he's cooking. Igusi soup. Igusi Igusi oh, soup and jollof and all that kind of stuff. Oh. I know he has like food food with something, but that's uh, he's always dipping and that thing's always tempting me like crazy. So do you cook for yourself then uh, or do you have a nutritionist? Yeah, so I know, well, uh, in the beginning of the training camp, probably for maybe the first week or two weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll be cooking my own stuff. Uh, but then, but, uh, but then the rest I'll be working with perfecting athletes with Paulina. Okay. So, oh, but they're okay. great. They're amazing. They, they were working with me in my last, my last, uh, my last camp. And I kid you not, that was probably the best I've ever felt, uh, losing weight wise and, and stuff. The day, the day of fight, I was eating and I had breakfast and I had like a little smoothie and some water. I was just like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, but, uh, I, 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 I hope uh, a lot of fighters would be able to get, you know, get a nutritionist under their belt. I know it does cost money, but you know, it does. We've seen what people when they don't make weight or they're too dehydrated. We don't want to see them passing out, and God forbid, all these other things. But food is uh is huge when it comes yeah. to fighting. Uh, one forty seven. That is your weight. Are you? Do you plan on going up in weight, or is this your weight? Um, you know. That's hard for me to say. I mean, I, I do feel like later on in life I will go up. You know, my body's still growing, my body's still filling in. So um I You're tall. I think Six it, two is tall for yeah, a welterweight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I think it's only a matter of time until I go up. Um, I don't know when that's gonna be. I've always given myself like a little time frame, maybe two years, but I, I really don't know. It's my body's my body. Um, if my body can't make 47 anymore, it can't make it anymore. And so then I'll go up. But as of right now, I make 47 pretty fine and stuff. And like I said, working with Paulina, I've made it even easier. So uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling at 47. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, later on, for sure, I know I'll, I'll, I'll end up going up and weighing and stuff like that. I don't know. I've always tell people I don't know what weight I'm going to finish at and stuff. But I know I'm definitely going to be – I won't finish my career at 47. Or maybe I probably won't even finish it at 54. You know, I'll probably go up to friggin' 160. So. Okay. Well, uh, any any final thoughts, Jandra? I want to try the pizza for sure. Definitely yep. want to do that post-fight. <laughs> definitely want to try the uh, plantain crusted. Because, I mean, if you can make a crust out of cauliflower, plantain probably is jamming. Yeah. It'll probably taste yeah. it. Because people make like mofongo and stuff like that. So I'm sure it's probably bomb. But yeah, those are my final thoughts and best of luck to you in your fight. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much. I mean, I made, I made cauliflower pizza. I made uh, grounded chicken uh, as the crust. Grounded chicken as a crust? Yeah, I did it during How pandemic. was that? Oh, it was so good. It, it didn't fall apart? It didn't fall no, apart? It, what you do? You, did the, you mash it? Yeah, you have to mash it. I mean, it's already grounded. And then you just, you mm -hmm. know, roll it up and you mash it and just put your cheese. I put a ton of vegetables. 
um it's like basically you're eating chicken and vegetables <laughs> Jeez, that's mm-hmm. all it is but it's I so good. good i don't know that sounds good though sorry that's i know brilliant. you're supposed to be make it I, I know you're trying to make weight so don't listen to me <laughs> <laughs> no it's, well the funny thing is the funny it's thing is healthy, you know, it's chicken yeah i mean i've watched a lot of people think i'm crazy but you know i'd be watching on youtube people like people cooking food and i always say them like i'm gonna make that when i'm done and i never do but or that or i watch people eat food you know just like youtubers like chili competition or something yeah like okay asmr guy yeah so i'm just (laughs) (laughs) so i I don't know it's just it it honestly helps me when i'm losing weight i don't know why i'm just weird like that but we're gonna start filming our videos like yeah i'm gonna be the first one just there i'm like yeah yeah take a bite on the other side (laughs) it is amazing when i see the little asian girls I'm like, they did not slurp all of those. Like, how did they do that? Or even the hot dog contest? I'm like, do do, do they go to the bathroom? Do they throw up after? Do they not gain any weight? Like, what is this? Do they take stuff out of their body? Like, remove things? So it just goes down easier? I don't know. I That's that's stuff. That's a sport. That's a a sport that I don't want to ever try. Imagine eating so much and not... I don't know. They have to throw up afterwards of how bad they're going to feel. I'm the stomach feeling bloated and everything. Not bloated, but so filled up with food afterwards. I don't know. Because, you know, if you if you eat so much, you know, sometimes there's a point you feel like throwing up, your stomach start hurting, and you got to roll to the side and just sit there for a bit. But I don't know. They they Like you say, they train for that and I train for this. We got two different <laughs> job lines, but... All right, Freddie Rojas. Well, we can't wait to see you September 15th. You will be on the undercard of the Pedroso versus Cardenas card uh, taking place Boeing Center at Techport in San Antonio, Texas. You can catch him on Showbox, on Showtime. Get your tickets. If not, tuned in. This will be exciting because it's your second time on Showtime. And you will be seen. I know it's a a dream come true for you to be televised and show off your skills, your Southpaw skills. Can't wait to see what you do against Saul Bustos. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless you guys. Thank you. You too. You too, too. Um, I know we didn't get to re- record an intro because we got to speak with uh, Freddie Rojas Jr. And usually we would do an intro, but he was just, he was a delight. It was. It really was. But from knowing that he had culinary skills to being a nurse, which was such a beautiful story about his mom uh, and him just, I mean, even Efe at Jogba, like who knew he knew how to throw down in the kitchen? For sure. Like we learned the most random things. And I just, the irony that all that good cooking that goes on between his parents, between Cuban and Mexican food, he want to make Italian food. I love Italian food too, but that again, random. He said, I've got a passion for a whole nother thing. And so best of luck to him. He was really cool. Nice guy. I know it's uh, it's it's sweet that he's he had the passion to be a chef, which is very difficult, and then going mm-hmm. into the medical field, which are such different fields, and then he ended up in a very complete different field and became very an outstanding amateur, like very very decorated, uh, and he's just what eleven and 0, 6 two, he's young, uh, but uh, I can't wait to see where he goes in his career. He's he's such a he was such a funny guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Just very nice, refreshing personality, taking it serious. He's over there holding the, the fight house down by himself, but very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing his fight for sure. I know, me too. Uh, it, it was interesting when we asked him about the uh, the what everyone's talking about 
the low blow? Was it a low blow? And honestly, when we were watching the fight, it looked clean to us on camera, but then when you see slow motions and pictures, it doesn't. So it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't know. I, I just, I feel the same one. way as you. It looked like it was right on the belt line, maybe slightly a little. I mean, like I wasn't there to feel it. it. Yeah. So if his belt line was here, his shorts, and I mean, you know, the cup, if it's grazing, if it hits, then yeah, that, that he he feels it obviously, and then it and it eventually lands upward. But who knows? It we we will never know. It's Usyk's balls that we'll know. <laughs> I don't know what I <laughs> exactly. You know, for those of you who are tuning into this episode, drop it in the comments section. What do you think is a low blow? Was it a low blow? Did Dubois hit him underneath the cup? You know, did he, did Usyk have his joint up under his boobies? You know, we don't know. Let us know in the comments for sure. Uh, it was a really good fight though. It was, uh, it was a little, I, I didn't think Dubois was going to do that well. And I was very surprised. I was a little shocked though, that uh, he didn't try to even beat the count. Maybe because he's like, oh, hell no, I'm, I'm hurt from the last round, but he did give a good fight to Usyk and like they said, Usyk was fighting not just for himself, but he fought for his country. And crazy enough that they try to put that fight as close to Ukraine as possible. And that was in Poland. Mm. So uh, it was it was a good fight. Now, hopefully we get the fight with Usyk. One, excuse me, with uh, Fury once his his uh, circus. Oh, no, it's not, it's not a circus. It's an actual fight, but no belts are on the line against Francis Ngannou. Uh, I'm gonna feel you. Fun. It is a circus. I think you said it right the first time. I mean, they're getting <laughs> paid. Right. They're getting paid a lot of money. So I can't. I can't hate on them. If someone's gonna throw me that much money, I don't even. It's like a lot. Uh, dude, hit me. I don't care. I'll. I'll get knocked out. <laughs> I got good insurance, so screw it. Exactly. I agree. Hopefully we get this Usyk Fury matchup, Fury, Usyk, Usyk Fury, however you want to put it, A side, B side. That's always a thing, but I'm glad to see Usyk. Can you imagine Usyk's dance moves and Fury singing? Let's do it. Oh my God. It's going to be straight like a karaoke dance off. <laughs> Usyk gets down. It was, he, he is really, really does. a character. I, you know, when he was dancing in the ring, I just wanted to dub the song. I'm so excited. <laughs> I really wanted to play that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to post it and put it on our stories. We really with that. I was like, it's so cute. I was like, it just sounded like it. I'm like, it's just the way he was moving. But uh, it was it was a fun fight to watch. And uh, it's um, a lot of the just that whole card. Congratulations to that. And I did see, you know, Michaela Mayer is back in the news. She's fighting on the undercard of Smith or Liam and Eubanks uh, Jr. 2, the rematch. And I saw that we still have to post. I do have a, yes. a video that she is eventually going to want to move up to uh, super welterweight, possibly. I mean, she's growing. She's getting thick. She's looking good. Mm -hmm. um, thick. thick. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's happening with Alicia Baumgartner. That's still up in the air. Uh, yeah. But she's trying to do stay busy fights and eventually she wants Tasha Jonas um, and uh, Terry Harper, but Terry Harper is going to be fighting Cecilia Breakus very, very soon. So the women are getting down and busy. Um, yeah. Nina Hughes wants to fight Ebony Bridges. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Nina has a mandatory. So I don't know. These women, they, the, do you see the women always know the fights that have to be fought because there's belts on the line and they know how to milk it and they know how to make money off of it. But someone needs to fight Wilder. 
Ruiz needs Somebody. to drop his 20, 25 million uh, asking price because you ain't getting that. From and anyone, literally, from nobody. literally no one. Nobody. Literally no one. Nobody. <laughs> Dubois versus Ruiz. Yeah, Mark Ortega tweeted that out. And I said, that's a really good idea because yeah. Dubois is actually he's tough. He's a little slow, slower than, you know, Usyk, but no one's as fast as Usyk, maybe furious. But uh, Dubois is strong, and I want to see how Ruiz looks. So maybe if you take a pay cut and you want stay busy fights, then maybe you can become a mandatory for somebody to fight for one of the belts. I'm just saying. I mean, mm -hmm. we're not. We're just putting it out there. Somebody needs to do something. Um, recently, go back and watch a Best Women's Boxing Show YouTube channel, and uh, I caught up with Michael Buffer, and he's like, you know, as much as we like these exciting smaller weight fights, the, the heavyweights. <laughs> just moves things worldwide. They get the most attention. They're the big boys and big boys always get big attention in every sport and boxing is no exception. So hopefully we get something then and come on people, come on. We need something. Wilder, Ruiz, mm -hmm. Joshua, Lucic, Fury. Well, Fury's got his thing with Nganu. But just somebody do say, hell, yeah, we just spoke to this young man who's Cuban descent, you know, put Luis Ortiz in something with somebody, you know, who knows? Yeah. Get, get something going. Yeah, because I know uh, Big Bang Zhang is going to have his rematch with Joe Joyce in less than a month. So mm -hmm. I really want to see how that's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, those are all big fights to be had. And we all want to see, we, we just don't like the belts to be held up. And we already know who's holding up the belts. Just saying. Period. I mean, just, just saying. saying. And lastly, um, I want to go back. I was listening on the three knockdown rule. Uh, Crawford, great interview. When Crawford said, I wouldn't mind moving up to 168 to fight Canelo. And I did hear in an interview, Bomax said, I think it was Ring IQ or some, somebody said it. Uh, he said, well, he nearly walks at 168. So that actually shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem, which I found, I, I'm like, you know what? No one really fight. No one really walks at their, uh, at their fighting weight. That would be, that would be crazy. But mm -hmm. I, that would be, that would be the match of all matches. What does that even look like? I'm trying to even imagine Crawford that size in the ring. You know, walk around, wait, you know, we don't see him every day. He's not a social yeah. guy. So I'm not a, accustomed to seeing him being that size. So just, I would, just the face off alone would be very exciting to see because um, how tall is Canelo? Five, seven-ish, five, eight-ish, eight, something yeah. like that. Um, Crawford is, I think, around the same thing. So, you know, could be, could be interesting. He said he wants it. Canelo doesn't really turn down any smoke and uh, it could be a great super fight, but they respect each other. They're both uh, undisputed champions in different weight divisions. So, hey, why not? Let's go. I know. I think that fight is, I like, I mean, that, that would be a good fight. That's one of those fights. That, that's a legacy fight. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but when someone said tank, he did say, he's like, he wants to touch his glass jaw or something. I'm thinking, Mm. No, Tank is a little, no, Tank can't be moving up to 154, 147. No, he needs to stay at, he needs to go fight the other guys. He needs to fight like Haney, Shakur, leave him alone, Crawford. He's got plenty of business where he's at. <laughs> plenty, yeah. plenty. He really does. And then lastly, uh, I, I work TCL. Uh, you, you were helping out Team Combat League. We finally had our Mega Brawl 1 in the... <laughs> 
strangest conditions because in in California, we were having a hurricane watch, yep. a tornado, a storm watch, and we had an earthquake the same day. So name it, name it. We had it. It was not on our bingo card, but it really turned out well. It was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and anxiety, but uh, the show went off without a hitch, uh, and New York City Attitude did their thing, and uh, wow, it was good to be on the call, it was good to be a roving reporter on it, it was good, Giandra, you got to put in your work, and put uh, get those uh, fighters, we had Devin Haney come through, Sean Porter, Austin Trout, two ladies, me, oh god, what is her name, Just, uh, Jessica Bach, that was uh, Alejandro Silva's wife from LA Ten Goose. He fought Ooh. on the All Stars, and she's awesome. like her 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 uh, her record is like thirty and I think not even that many losses, very very few, and eighteen or twenty eight knockouts or something. I'm like, I was like, I just kept staring at her body. I'm like, she's got a banging body. <laughs> oh, with the me. dark curly hair. Yeah, she had like this, like she was just jacked. Yeah, super Jack. I remember her. Yeah. She was, was pretty like, awesome. Yeah, and her her husband is he was a very a standout fighter. Unfortunately, their team did not make it through, but he did fight on the All Stars. And then there was other uh, Ms. She has the pink hair, the Asian girl. Did you see her? She's a, a I think a WBO champion, Mizuki. Mm. Yeah, so it was good to see them in the audience. Hey man, they came through and uh, they came out in that weather. And who is it, King Botch? some uh, and Wahid he's a I don't know he's a comedian all these big influencer guys a lot of guys came through and Al Reynolds came through from Fox Soul and um, Caleb Plant during the week came through Uh, Evander Holyfield oh yeah Evander Holyfield came out for the fight uh it was you know it was it was pretty star-studded like I didn't know what was happening because I didn't know what was happening with the show because we didn't know every day were we going to have a show because of the weather right was a problem but we uh, let me let me off. take a minute and give you your flowers too. Oh, you know, you said it kind of glazed over it lightly. You did a full load of work from from roving to color to commentary. Like kudos to you. I encourage everyone to go back and watch the TCL fights. You know, maybe we could put it in the notes um, which fight Cynthia was on the call for. But hype your girl up. Hype it up. Thank you. Thank you. For Cynthia, you did a fantastic job. I didn't get to see the mega brawl, of course, because I was there, but you were killing it. You looked incredible and I'm proud of you. You did a fantastic job because that ain't easy. Like everyone sits at home and goes, oh, someone should do this and someone should do that until you put a mic in their face and then everybody freezes. Yeah. Everybody frizz. And it's not different. You. Like a lot of people, you know, with the normal boxing card, it's uh, you have whatever 10 fighters but this one you had several fighters and to know what they did in the past season luckily I was fortunate enough to be able to be a color commentary on a couple cards and get to interview a lot of the fighters so coming full uh circle with them during the semifinals and the mega brawl I was able to be on the call for both and I was I was just so happy because I that's like that is exactly what I want to do in boxing besides just interview I want to be able to call the fights and uh you know, tell your story on the mic of your background because a lot of the, you know, blow-by-blow guys don't know. They just see what's in the ring. I'm able to do right. both. So I right. really enjoyed it. And I, I I commend the whole team, Team Combat League. And I think Mark and Ahmed, uh, Sheikh and Belinda from all of us. It was, it was such an outstanding event. It was 
hot as balls. I think we all lost 10 pounds in there. It was so sweaty, nasty in there. Not because of it's because of the weather and also yeah. the studios that we had, it had to have, they were open doors, but it was a beautiful studio. Beautiful. Beautiful. It was beautiful. But yeah, so I guess that this will round up uh, our episode, but uh, you guys tune into all of our interviews. A lot of our things that are popping up, Giandra was on the carpet, Pump Foundation, and she got some really good stuff. Drew Brees, uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr., Michael Buffer. Um, who else was there? Oh yeah, Lamar Odom. He gave a quick bit, but uh, there, you know, we got some stuff and I got a little thing of Haney that's still popping. And our Keith Thurman is still popping poppin girl from Spence. You guys, okay, let me talk to the guys real quick. Lean in, lean in. And I'm saying the guys because our our audience is probably like 90% men. Some of y'all need some help, like for real. Some of you guys are real weird and, and kind of cuckoo in the comment section. You know, have an opinion, but calm it down. Some of y'all are real angry for no reason like it's just like in jest they're not gonna fight each other if they do fight it'll be an exhibition style fight y'all talking about you want the woman dead like <laughs> calm down like seriously you need some help why are you wishing death on people but you know we do appreciate you stopping by keep commenting keep sharing and like but you know touch some grass sometime y'all for real i know i was like some of those comments i'm like but I'm not deleting it. I go, uh, no, that's I, right. I go, you know, cause we want to see what people want to say about this. Cause it's, I didn't, I honestly had no idea it was going to go off like that. It went nuts. Kudos to you. And you had to stand out in the hot ass Vegas to get that. People Let us not forget realize. that. It was so hot Vegas that day. I was like dripping of sweat everywhere out of every orifice out of me. And this is before I walked in for fight night. So yes, I do it for you guys. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome indeed. Okay, well, Giandra, well, this is fun again. Um, we can't wait. Uh, I know this will, the next time we'll see each other will be for Canelo Charlo. So yes. uh, this will be very, very fun. Uh, you guys tune in. And if you guys are in Vegas, come say hi to us. We'll be at Fight Week MGM Grand. And uh, remember, put in the comments of everything that we talked about with Freddie Rojas. And then also throw in your Canelo Charlo uh, mm-hmm. predictions, because I know we have a couple predictions that it's from the Alicia Baumgartner. And um, I don't even remember who else, but it's out already. But we can always put them down because that's For a sure. very, very, very interesting uh, matchup. Anything can happen in boxing. You never know. All right, Giandra, it was great seeing you. I miss you. Love you. I will see you soon. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at Fights. Bye, guys. Bye.